T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's time for the Rami and Tim Show with your hosts, Rami Makhlouf and the franchise, Tim Allen. Rami and Tim, your new afternoon show here on 1250 AM. The fan, Rami Makloff and the franchise, Tim Allen. We're here with you until 6 o'clock, and we got a lot to get to with you this afternoon. Mostly Packers talk because it's playoff time, baby, and we are just two days away. Saturday, they take on the Rams in the divisional round, and we're getting you ready for it with Mike Sando from The Athletic. We uh, talked a little bit and cited some numbers from that article he wrote yesterday, Tim, the jaw-dropping drops numbers by the Packers wide receivers yesterday. Uh, we'll go a little bit more in depth with him on that at about 2.30. Eric Name from The Athletic, our Bucks insider, he joins us at 3.45. And Mike Clemens, our Green and Gold insider, he'll join us from Green Bay, talk about those Packers and Rams at 5.35. Were you still trying to wrap your head around those numbers today, Tim? The drops well, I, by the Packers yeah, last I, season? I, I still want to I still want to know what, what about the uh, league averages. And, and really what it comes down to is, is that the biggest difference between you know, the Green Bay Packers and, and 31 other teams. When you, when you think about it that way, what, what number one would be the league average in drops and yards uh, left on the field? Or, you know, if, if not that, then is this the biggest gap, either plus or minus, from, uh, from a year ago? So looking forward to that, yeah. Well, one guy who uh, was not dropping passes last season or this season or for a few seasons now, and maybe, just maybe, took his place as the best receiver in the NFL this year. And by the way, I have to eat a little bit of crow. I said he wasn't one of the top three or four guys when this season started, and I was absolutely wrong. And he put that on full display this season in Devontae Adams. But Devontae Adams is going to have his hands full this Saturday when they take on the Rams with Jalen Ramsey, Tim. Jalen Ramsey, maybe took his place as the best defensive back and best cornerback in this league this season, just the way Devontae Adams did among the wide receivers, and maybe the best cornerback since Darrell Revis. I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm prisoner of the moment, and that's a little bit of hyperbole or a little bit of exaggeration. But Jalen Ramsey, he put on a show this season from the cornerback position, and a big part of the reason why that defense going into the playoffs is the number one defense going against the Packers' number one offense. This is probably the toughest matchup that Devontae Adams has faced in 2020. I would agree, and, and I found it interesting with Devontae's comments the other day that uh, they were asking him about that matchup and, and that there's mutual respect uh, on each side. And 
Um, but he also, uh, along with that, said that there will be some barking. <laughs> and I, I can't wait for this matchup. I, I, I mean, I, I don't know if he's stoppable. I, I just don't know if Devontae Adams is stoppable. And, and I don't I'll, think he's stoppable. I don't think he, but he, he's containable. I mean, he's human, and he's going against maybe the best defensive back in the league right now. And like I said, maybe the best that we've seen in, in a few years since Darrell Revis was at his prime. And that's, that's debatable. That's arguable. I should maybe just stop saying it because it's not a fact. But he's, he's really damn good. Let's just put it that way. And it's possible that he could contain Devontae Adams. My question to you, Tim, is if he contains Devontae Adams, I'm not saying stop. And you at 414-799-1250 or tweet the show at 1250 AM, the fan. If Ramsey can contain Devontae Adams, whatever that means, we can put numbers on it if you want. Can the Packers still win this game? Of course they can, but I pretty much can tell you, well, I'm a little uh, curious about this. I will say that against Carolina and against Chicago, I don't know if it was the Packers' offensive system and the scheme to, to free up Devontae Adams a little bit, but Rami, you watch those games. There is no reason Devontae Adams in the red zone should be one-on-one with, against anybody. I no. mean, there's zero reason, no. let alone wide open. Dude was wide open in the red zone, in the end zone, on a certain play. I think that was, was that the Bear game? It might have been the Bear. I, maybe the Carol. I don't know. One of those games, he was wide open in the end zone. And the ball was like, you know, the line of scrimmage was like the 12 or something. That can't happen. Now, I don't know if I give, uh, you know, a lapse of judgment on the defense they were playing that day or the offensive, you know, scheme or, or system that, that the Green Bay Packers deploy. But whichever, I mean, he, the, the end result was he's wide open. Devontae Adams, I wonder, he, he's got, what, six years seven years on, on DK Metcalf. And when you look at Jalen Ramsey against DK Metcalf, he was contained, Rami. He was contained despite last week and getting, getting loose for a 50-yard touchdown. He was contained. I, I want to say I read the, the note here that it was you know maybe 50 yards in the three games or something I like actually, that. Well, I'm not sure about the three games, but I have, I'm looking at his next, the next-gen stats from last week's matchup between Jalen Ramsey who did shadow DK Metcalf. He doesn't always shadow, and we don't know if he's going to against Devontae Adams or not, but he did last week against DK Metcalf in the super wild card round, and uh, on 69% of his routes, Jalen Ramsey was on Metcalf. He limited him to three receptions for 33 yards on seven targets. Mm-hmm. Ramsey versus Metcalf in three matchups this season. Oh, they do have the three matchups. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, four receptions for 44 yards yeah. on 11 total targets. It was on him. He was shadowing him for 65-plus percent of those games in every game. Well, and, and the difference here is that the maturity between Metcalf and Devontae Adams, that, that to me is the difference True. here. So it, it will skew that number a little bit because Devontae will have more success than DK Metcalf had against the same corner. He, he will. Now, how much more? I mean, that really is, is, uh, is the case here. But can the Packers win if – Devonte Adams is held sort of in check. Let's let's put it let's put a number on what on what contain or check means. What what's what's like a subpar day 
for Devontae Adams. He's going to get his to some degree, but what are we what are we saying is a subpar day for Devontae Adams? Where we would say we would say Jalen Ramsey won the battle and contained him, if not stopped him. Well, with a hundred and let's see here, one hundred and fifteen catches on the season, but that's only spanning fourteen games for Devontae. Yeah, uh, you could do some raw division in this. So if you if you divide that, you come up with the number of catches here, 115 divided by 14. Uh, so he's going to average around 10 catches. I think containment would be, you know, five, four to five catches. I think that would contain Devontae Adams. Don't, is that a let's fair say, number? Let's say, like four, let's say four to six catches because seven is a pretty good day. If he gets seven, he's probably close to 100 yards given his, his average yeah. yards per reception. Let's, let's say four to six catches for Devontae Adams and, and 70, 80 yards, somewhere in there, and, and, and Jalen Ramsey keeps him out of the end zone. Can the Packers okay, so win no if, touchdowns. if we're looking at that type of day for Devontae Adams? I think that would be in check. So that being said, can the Green Bay Packers win that football game if Devontae at the, his stat line at the end of the night and you're listening to the – Green and Gold postgame show, uh, Stevie and Gary will be talking about, and Devontae in tonight's action caught four passes for 68 yards and was uh, held out of the end zone on 11 targets. Then the next line would be, and the Packers get the victory, or, and the Packers fall to the L.A. Rams. I think he's going to need to do a little bit better than that. I do. And, and I don't think that they're exactly out of it, if that's the stat line. But that's going to make it a game. And in today's NFL, I mean, I mean, it's, it's been down to most times, and more times than not, a one-score game. So at least they may win the game. I think they can win the game, but it will be one hell of a lot closer if that's the stat line. This really goes back to what we talked about yesterday, Tim, and that's, and that's whether or not the Packers' wide receiver core, outside of Devontae Adams, has has taken that develop has taken that step in their ah. development and and in and in their progress and made us all including you and I I think you I think you were saying the same thing around the draft eat a little bit of crow when everybody was belly aching about they didn't draft any wide receivers or do anything to help Aaron Rodgers in the offseason if if Jalen Ramsey can contain Devontae Adams on on Saturday I almost said Sunday it's just you know muscle memory if he can if he can contain him on Saturday you're going to need other guys to step up, and not just Aaron Jones and the run game. Aaron Rodgers is going to have to have somewhere to throw the ball if Jalen Ramsey is shadowing, is shadowing Devontae Adams 65 70% of the time and containing him anywhere, anywhere close to the way that he was able to contain DK Metcalf. You're going to need Tunyon. You're going to need Lazard. You're going to need MBS. You're going to need somebody to step up and make a play if Jalen Ramsey can, can hold down Devontae Adams and contain him to four to six receptions and, and 60, 70, maybe 80 yards and, and out of the end zone. Somebody else in the, in the passing game is going to have to step up and make at least a play or two because as, as much as that offense is struggling right now, especially in the passing game, the Rams will put up 20, 24, maybe even 30 points in a given week. They have enough, they have enough firepower to do that. The Packers are going to have to score, and if Devontae Adams ain't doing it, somebody else is going to have to in the passing game. I know who it is, and we'll get to that later on in the show. Oh, but in do terms you not? of the yeah, in terms of the wide receiver uh, situation, you know, I know we'll, we'll talk to your your boy that wrote the article, and it, it's a great piece. Don't get me wrong, but how do you measure? And this is one of the questions I want to ask: How do you measure 
if 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 we're balancing, you know that that you know uptick of either Aaron Rodgers or the rest of the wide receiver core outside of Devontae, if we're if we're measuring all of that, how how do we measure the confidence level that is has risen with these guys because of Aaron Rodgers? So confidence level, I know it's an intangible. And they don't like the data analysis crew. They don't. They don't like this stuff. They they don't because you can't measure. It's not scientific, Rami. You know, well, we like, don't know what we don't know. That's true. That is that, that that is part of science. Is that you you have to admit that you don't know what you don't know. We can't make assumptions about things that haven't happened. That's I mean that's just that's living in reality. But I would contend that the wide receivers are better because of Aaron Rodgers, not be, be, not because of them. For sure. It's because of Aaron Rodgers. No, absolutely. Playing with Aaron Rodgers raises everybody's level. That's that's what makes a great quarterback. That's what separates. And Mike Sando, every year before the season starts, he does his his quarterback tiers, and he has tier one, tier two, tier three. And if you look if you look at it and break it down to its simplest form, what separates the tier one quarterbacks, and there's usually not more than four or five of those, and it's, it's done on a survey of players and front office guys and coaches. It's a really thorough study of quarterbacks from a lot of different angles, Tim. What separates the guys who are in that Tier 1 are the guys who raise the level of play of every single guy around them. There's no doubt Aaron Rodgers makes everyone around him better, but those guys, at the end of the day, had to take the step of holding on to the damn ball and not leaving 69 catches, 1,200 yards, and 15 touch- touchdowns on the field. I mean, that's, that's even, like even getting if, Calvin Ridley. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Right. That's that's like adding 30% to Aaron Rodgers' <laughs> production for the season last year. That that's a ridiculous number. Like like I said yesterday, no, like you can't expect receivers to catch every ball that's thrown their way. Not even every catchable ball that's thrown their way. Drops are going to happen. These guys are human. But if they even catch a fraction of those 69, 1,200 and some and 15 touchdowns that they left on the field, you're talking about a much better – actually, you can look at this season, and it's, it tells you what the difference is in what Aaron Rodgers' season looks like. But we're going to find out if that's for real, yeah. if Jalen Ramsey can slow down – and contain Devontae Adams on Saturday? It's a great question. It really is a good question. And you got you to run it up the flagpole here and say, there's 115 catches this season. There's some 1,300 yards. There's 18 touchdowns. 18 touchdowns in the span of 14 games. If that is taken away, I mean, someone has to pick up that slack. And I don't know... You know, the monster game to, to, to me would be from MVS because of one deep catch, one deep shot, I think creates sort of at least a foundation of MVS coming up with a five catch, a buck 29, and, and a TD. So, and Tim, I mean, he's, he's the biggest offender. Sorry to interrupt, but he's, he, he's the biggest offender and made the, and made the greatest improvement, the biggest leap this year in terms of hanging on to the football, and, and you see a change in his production and Aaron Rodgers because of it. Marquez Valdez-Scantling was the biggest offender and made the, the greatest progress this year in terms of those drops. And Alan Lazard, uh, so you go to him and you say, well, is he a, a game takeover guy? Mm, no, probably <laughs> probably not. Uh, and then it's going to depend on what kind of uh, – 
you know, pressure is uh, Aaron Rodgers under. So now you have to maybe check down a little bit more. And that's where Robert Tunyon comes into play. And I think, you know, uh, skill is skill and luck is luck. And I think you need both of them in the NFL. You do. You need, you need good coaching. You need skilled players. And you need a great system. And then you, you have to have a little luck. It plays a part in football. It plays a For part sure. in every sport. It plays a part in every, every walk of life. It's just luck. It's just, it's, but this Tunyon dude, either they are just absolute bona fide geniuses <laughs> and knew what they had, or Aaron Rodgers elevated his play and gave him the confidence because I recall hearing Rodgers say it, you know, and George Kittle had some things to say about Robert Tunyon too, that, you know, Green Bay doesn't really know what they have up there. You'll see, you'll see guys, Aaron Rodgers starts giving them confidence. It, it probably is a, all of those wrapped into one. He's the guy. If Devontae Adams is held in check and Tunyon is held in check, Ooh, look out. We have a really close football game. I got lucky, Tim. Getting getting linked back up with you on the on the Romney and Tim show. Romney and the franchise. <laughs> okay. That's just I pure you were damn talking luck, about your man. personal life. You know, no, no, no. Um, quarantine, man. Uh, no, I'm talking about my professional life, Timmy. Me and you, man, back together after all these years. Right here on the Romney well, and Tim show. Weekdays. What kind of I mean we started together and now it just comes full circle. And like, like you said, it's just luck. The people you come across in life, Tunyon came across Aaron Rodgers. I came across Tim Allen. <laughs> okay. Well, I will say this, that uh-huh. I would not have taken, I would not have taken this position if uh-huh. I didn't know what to expect from, from my co-host, from Rami Makhlouf. Honest to God, Rami, if I, I, I'm not going to start over here, I knew what you had and I'm, I'm not kidding. Now, I'm talking to the audience here that, that may or may not know you, but those that do know you know that you are what you are on the air. So I knew that this was a... better or worse. Yes, a smart <laughs> endeavor, endeavor because I knew that, hey, regardless, you're going to be you. So it had a lot to do with it for sure. Well, thank you, Timmy. I think that was a compliment. So I'm just going to say thank you and keep it moving. <laughs> do you think the Packers can win this Sunday if... If Jalen Ramsey, and we're not saying it's going to happen, okay, don't ask us why we're being so negative, but it's a possibility that we're just throwing out there because it's a real possibility. Jalen Ramsey is good at football. So is Devontae Adams. One of those two is going to win the battle on Saturday. If, if Jalen Ramsey can contain Devontae Adams, can the Packers still win that football game? And if you want to tell us who it is that steps up in the passing game, to uh, fill the void, let us know. 414-799-1250. Or you can tweet the show at 1250 AM. The fan, that is. See, Tim knows what to expect. Sometimes I just can't talk. Mm-hmm. And we'll be back right after this. Jalen Ramsey will shut down, or at least has the ability to shut down one side of the field. I mean, if you watch some of their games, they will literally take Jalen, kind of what the Patriots and Jets used to do with the Darrell Revis, put him on somebody's receiver, and then that allows an extra defender to go to everybody else. So Alan Lazard and Tunyon, who have had so much success because of Devontae Adams in many ways, they're going to have to deal with extra bodies. And so uh, the the, the matchup between Jalen Ramsey and Devontae Adams is worth the price of admission this weekend. There's Dan Orlovsky on Get Up on ESPN. This is Rami and Tim 
on 12.50 a.m. The Fan, Evan Heffelflopper back in the studio bringing that sound to you and on the ones and twos all afternoon long and Monday through Friday with you here. Dan Orlovsky just told you right there he, he could shut down one side of the field there, Jalen Ramsey that is, and, and could make it difficult for Devontae Adams. It's, this is a marquee matchup, Tim Allen, between these two guys. Maybe the two guys best at what they do going against each other on Saturday in that divisional round game. If, if Ramsey can contain Devontae Adams, do you think the Packers can still win? 414-799-1250 or tweet the show at 1250 AM, the fan. The cornerback in the NFL, Rami, is to me one of the, the single most demanding things in sports. And, and I've felt this way for quite, quite some years. You think about it. Think about the physical activity. We've all picked up a uh, football and thrown it around, and then we get three or four guys together. And then, Rami, I recall some years ago uh, that you had uh, – we were doing the fantasy show at that time, and you had you – know, you were in a football league itself. I don't know if it was flag football or whatever flag it was. Flag football, yeah. Yeah. And, and so – I was you... a beast, by the way. <laughs> Unstoppable. Once I lost the weight, Timmy, they moved me to like a drop-end linebacker position, and oh, man, nothing <laughs> – nothing was getting in my passing lane. And if I had to, I'll put you on your backside, all right? If you try and get in my way, I will put sure. you on your backside. I'm sorry, but carry on. So when, when you look at uh, just a cornerback, one-on-one with a wide receiver, just the fundamental thought of this process, when you say, all right, that big, handsy um, wide receiver, and he knows where he's going, and I don't know where he's going. How they stay on these guys is unbelievable, Rami. It, it, it really is. When you think about it, people, people always say, try and hit a 98-mile-an-hour fastball on the black on the outside and low. I don't think it compares. I, I just Because you can't – you could, in theory, close your eyes and, and come up lucky occasionally with a baseball bat in your hand. Playing cornerback in the NFL, going one-on-one – some of these receivers, they have their own techniques. They have their own moves. They, they do the hand fighting and the whole deal. It's pretty damn impressive. It is in the NFL. Now, that being said, I don't believe that Devontae Adams can be shut down. Fully. Not shut down. I'm not oh, saying oh. shut down completely. Somebody tweeted and said, by, by contained, do you mean only 100, under 100 yards and only one touchdown? Like... <laughs> No, that's not what we mean. But I'm sorry, you were saying, Tim. I, I, I just don't see a, um, a game in which we will look at Devon Adams and say uh, that, wow, boy, look at this. He was because I think the offensive um, system, you know, for Green Bay is going to make sure that the, he does get his. That's the way this thing rolls. They t- the other thing is, let, let me just say this. It's um, astonishing to me in the NFL how when you, you have a stud receiver and he's got a huge ego, and they all do, and we all want him to because that's, that's part of what makes him good. How, how is it that a Julio Jones occasionally, an Amari Cooper occasionally, a DK Metcalf occasionally, you can, I can name all the stud receivers. How is it that they're fighting for their first catch or target and it's midway through the second quarter is beyond belief to me. It, it it's really beyond is. Belief often, but it's not all that beyond belief when you're going against Jalen Ramsey, man. And Tim, 
I think what you're saying and what I'm getting on Twitter, people accusing us of being negative and saying it's not going to happen, that Jalen Ramsey is not going to contain Devontae Adams. Like, are you are you serious? Do you do you know how good Jalen Ramsey is? And I'm not saying it's going to happen, but let's not sit here and act like it's not a possibility. I just told you that in three matchups against DK Metcalf this year, he held that dude to four yards or excuse me, four receptions, 44 yards on 11 total targets. Those numbers don't make sense when you look at the rest of Jalen Ramsey's season, do they? No, they but, don't. But Devontae Adams, as I said in the last segment, he's got the maturation over DK Metcalf, and that, to me, is the difference. I think they both have the physical skills, and no question, I think DK Metcalf at one point in his career, in the next three- to four-year window, will be the best wide receiver in the NFL. I believe that. Okay. But D- Devontae I'm- has the experience over him, and that's where, that's where I just don't think he can be shut down because of the system of Green Bay. They're going to make sure he gets his hands on the football. It's, it's a guarantee. If, if they don't, well, then there's something bad wrong. Devontae Adams is better than DK Metcalf, but just this past weekend – on 69% of his routes, Jalen Ramsey was covering DK Metcalf and held him to three receptions for 33 yards on seven targets. Could could Devontae Adams have a better day than that? Yeah, but containing him, I'm just saying, is like four to six receptions on 60 or 70 yards on maybe eight or nine targets. And I think it's realistic that while that's a better day than DK Metcalf, that's containing him, that Jalen Ramsey does that this, uh, this Saturday against Devontae Adams. And... Don't tell me it's not, and and if you don't want to entertain the thought that it is, then you're just not being realistic heading into this football game. Like, I know you don't like to think about bad things happening to your football team, but that doesn't mean they're not possible and we shouldn't talk about them. You want to have a talk about the game, let's talk about everything that could happen. And one of the things that could happen is Jalen Ramsey, who again, last reports I saw were very good at football, could have a day against Devontae Adams, who is, hold on, let me check, uh, somebody's telling you in my ear, also very good at football. Either one of those dudes could win the day. Don't tell me that it couldn't happen that Jalen Ramsey could be the one who wins the day and contains Devontae Adams. That's all I'm saying. That's not being negative. That's just telling you something that is very possible. Uh, it, 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 now, uh, from the Rams' perspective, let me say this. And, and really from a perspective, if I'm – you know, facing LeBron James or I'm facing, you know, whoever, the man. And and Devontae Adams, uh, outside of Rodgers, is the man. He is. He's the guy. He's the best receiver in the NFL. All right, that being said, from, from the Rams' defensive perspective, wouldn't you want to go into it with, okay, we may lose, fine, whatever, but that dude ain't doing it to us. Now, that's just me. That, that would be my philosophy. I would, I would jam him at the line. And I would make sure he's doubled every single play. Now, what what Orlowski was talking about there is that you don't need to do that because you have Ramsey. And to me, defensively for the Rams, I think that's risky. That's super, super risky because it could go the other way too. You, Rami, you say crazy things happen in a football game, and you're right. But crazy things could happen to where Devontae Adams is contained, and you're right. The other side of that coin is Devontae could own Ramsey. And that Absolutely. could happen too. Dude, Devontae Adams could have 9, 10 receptions for 100-plus yards and a touchdown or two. That's possible. I'm not saying, I'm not saying Devontae Adams is going to lose this battle on Saturday. But, <clears throat> but people, and I think you were starting to lean that way, Tim, and I'm seeing a lot of this 
on Twitter, I'm not going to read your tweets specifically because you're all saying the same thing and you're all in denial if you think that it's not possible that Jalen Ramsey could win the battle. It's possible. And it's possible that Devontae Adams could win the battle. It's probably a coin flip on who's going to win that battle. Or to use a betting term, so Timmy gets it, it's a push between those two because they're both probably the best at what they do. That's what's going to make this a good matchup and a fun football game on Saturday. That's what makes good no. football games. That's why it's going to be a good football game. Uh, uh, Which we, some of us watch. We watch football games in, in a little different light. A lot of us do. Uh, some of us just watch the ball. That's most of us. I would say most NFL fans just watch the ball, right? Some people will watch the line. Other people will watch, depending on what, you know, the – the monsoon size of your television is, which, you know, you cited people have just, I mean, how much bigger do you need for 55. crying out loud? I got 55, Tim. <laughs> Can't wait okay, to upgrade. Well now, yes, you do, because the standard is now at least 60, Can't isn't it? Can't wait to upgrade, man. Yeah. Because you gotta have, I got to have two TVs in the living room, Tim. That's just how I roll. So I'm going to upgrade eventually, and then the, the 55 will get moved to secondary TV status. Right now, the secondary yeah. TV is a 42, so I'm gonna the, the 42 will get moved into a different room, maybe the kitchen. Everything gets just moved down one in the depth chart, so to speak. So I'm yeah. probably gonna. No, I get it. If I ever have money, I'll probably go 65, and then that will be TV number one. 55 will go down to TV number two. 42. We'll we'll see where 42 goes. We'll see if we can find a spot for him on the roster. <laughs> yeah, and, and so. Some of us like to watch just the, the the matchup of a football game also, and that is maybe an interior lineman or the coverage against or the the one on one matchups on the outside or the you know the 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 fullback on a on a on a linebacker. I mean, a lot of us like to watch different things. Orlowski's right in terms of that is worth the price of admission here, and and we need to show respect to the other side. Hey, Packer fans. Um, I, I think should go ahead and listen to Devontae Adams. Yes, you got to throw respect to the other side. It, containment might still be good enough at five catches and 88 yards and a touchdown, but a big 48-yard reception to set something up. I mean, that that could be just containment, depending on how you want to measure this stuff. But That's is he going to go off? I mean, is Devontae Adams going to go off for a four TD, three TD game and uh, 198 yards receiving? The likelihood of that is, is, I would classify that as doubtful, Rami. Yeah, doubtful. But bad things happen sometimes, Tim. We all have to face the reality that bad things happen sometimes. Like a window at your house might break, and then you need new windows. And where do you go, Tim Allen? Absolutely. Is there that battle going on at your house? Well, I'm talking about the thermostat, Uh, not the football game. Are you cold? I'm a little cold here. Uh, You better turn up the heat. Conserve energy. I'm bumping up the thermostat. No, don't touch that dial. But the truth is, instead of fighting over the thermostat, you can give your conscience, uh, your uh, spouse... A little bit of a break with Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. I mean, when you think about it, by replacing your old leaky windows and doors, you instantly make your home more energy efficient so you can set your thermostat at a reasonable temperature and still feel all nice and cozy. We get it. Replace now with Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, and not only can you save on your energy Season after season, it, it just isn't a one-year deal here, guys. 
uh, you can save right now. Three years, no interest, plus five months, no first payment. Three years and five months without that first payment. Think about that for a while. That's going to end January 31st, so you need to get going. Set up your free consultation today at PellaWI.com. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. That's our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. It's Rami and Tim on 1250 AM, The Fan, your new afternoon show, weekdays 2 to 6. Plenty to get to on the show this afternoon. News and notes with Tim Allen making a comeback at 245. And uh, speaking of Tim Allen, he wants to know where is the love for a certain Packers player. We'll get to that at 3 o'clock. But joining us now on the show, you find his work at The Athletic on Twitter at SandoNFL. And joining us now on Rami and Tim is Mike Sando. Mike, how are you this afternoon? Evan, do we have him? I can't hear Mike. Yeah, he's here. Hold on. Okay. Am I just not able to hear him? I'm not sure what's going on. Okay. Just put him on hold for a second. I'll tell people if you were if you weren't listening yesterday while we figure out the gremlins in the system, Mike had an article talking about the uh, supporting cast around Aaron Rodgers and why that's a big part of the reason for the vastly improved 2020 stats for the Green Bay Packers. And the thing that jumped out to us when I read this, and I quoted this number to Tim and a couple of guests later in the show throughout the day, they left 69 catches for 1,281 yards and 15 touchdowns on the field last season, according to the film study of Mike Sando and the folks over at The Athletic. We're going to try to get Mike back on the line again. Mike, do we have you this time? Yes, I could hear you the whole time. You sound great. Okay, perfect. You sound great as well, sir. Glad to have you here. How that number that I just read, six or those numbers I should say, sixty-nine catches for twelve hundred and eighty-one yards and fifteen touchdowns, that was jaw-dropping when I read it. Like I said, I I read it to my to my co-host Tim, I read it to other people later in the show, and there was always a beat of silence after I said it, Mike, because I think people are shocked when they read that. How shocking how shocked should we be by those numbers? I guess is yeah. a good place to start. I think you should be shocked. Now, we always need context, like, okay, is that a normal season? You know, what's the standard being used? So when I did this story the first time before the season, um, I said, well, I want to know, like, what was it like when they were were having a great year? So I went back to 2014 and actually had a couple coaches in the league sort of watching this stuff with me, too, to make sure our standards were good. And and, uh, it was way less. It was actually almost very similar to what it is this year, right? So it was an unusually bad year last year, and I think, um, you know, that helped feed the narrative of Rodgers declining. But if you look back to last year, just think of, just go to, like, early in the year, the Chicago game. Rodgers rolls right. He's going outside the numbers, running at a full sprint, throws it back across inside the 10-yard line, across the other hash, the far hash, just hits Jimmy Graham in the shoulder pad and goes to the ground, and we go on the next play. Well, you'd like to have those caught, wouldn't you? <laughs> and this year, they've done a much better job. After the first couple of games, which were really rough, you remember the Detroit game was terrible. Um, they've been pretty good. Mike, I, I got to ask you also, when, when I heard those numbers, it was like, wow, as Rami said. And they're like, wow, that, that's just a, that would mean Rodgers is over 60 touchdowns and an NFL record. And then, so you start doing all the, extrapolating all, all these uh, numbers in your head. 
The first thing, however, after that, I, I thought of, well, what would be like the league average? Because yeah. this happens with every team. And is this a big, number one, what would be, might be the league average? But the other thing, is this the biggest jump or decline from year to year? Right. And so, obviously, you would not expect every receiver, every catchable ball for the whole year, right? I and mean, that's just not right. going to happen. You're going you're gonna to leave some on the ground. So... Um, I don't know what it is for the entire uh, league. I don't know exactly what is average, but in some of the coaches that I talk to um, who have done this for select teams, you know, they haven't done it for the whole league, um, you know, more of what you know, 2014 and 2020 Packers is a little more normal, and the one from 2019 is abnormal. That would be way more than normal. And really what sent me down this path was, kind of the fact that I do this quarterback tiers thing every summer where I talk to 50 coaches and evaluators in the league and I ask them, you know, about all the quarterbacks and put them into tier one for the best and all the way down. And Rogers just like kept getting almost unanimous tier ones. And so you had people writing about that. And that's what really led me down the path. Cause I'm like, okay, coaches, if you're going to tell me that he's fine, then how come his numbers aren't as good, right? I wanted to see that. And when you watch the incomplete passes, you can see it. You can just tell by looking at it. I'm sure if you and I did this together watching, we wouldn't be disagreeing on a bunch. It's not right. like the ball's flying three feet over a guy's head and we're saying that should be a catch. These are ones that pro receivers should make probably at least half the time. Talking with Mike Sando of The Athletic here on Rami and Tim, your new afternoon show on 1250 AM, The Fan. Now, you obviously, you're doing much more in-depth analysis and, and film study than, than I do. I might watch a game two or three times for what I do for a living, Mike. But like you said, you guys are sitting down and breaking this down snap by snap, play by play, and charting what's a catchable ball or not. But to, to the eye test, to the relatively untrained eye compared to you and guys who do what you do, Mike, watching Aaron Rodgers the last few years, it does feel like there were there were missed opportunities that, that, were the, that were throws we got used to seeing Aaron Rodgers make, both the deep passes that not a lot of guys in this league can make, but also I remember at least a handful of times, Mike, on, on crucial third and short or fourth and short of, of a tight end or a wide receiver going over the middle of the field, and Aaron Rodgers, who normally in those situations is automatic, is throwing the ball at the guy's feet or three, four yards behind him or in front of him. Am I imagining that? Is, is that just because the announcer points it out and, and it becomes a point of conversation? Or, or, is that, or was that also happening and also part of the reason why we've yeah. seen a drop-off in Aaron Rodgers' numbers? Well, I think that I think there's some of that just, you know, I haven't at charted. I mean, I, I probably have the charting in my files where we did this work, and I could probably look and sure. see, you know, hey, it was a little bit more. Here's my impression from watching it certainly at least watching last year, I felt like the ones that he was missing on sort of frustratingly were sometimes the easiest ones, like the short pass. I mean, I just remember him one hop and one out against Seattle last year. Didn't they play Seattle last year? Maybe it was in Seattle. Yeah. I can't remember. But, you know, where you're just like, wait a minute, you know, if you gave a high school quarterback three throws on that, he might hit two of them. You know what I mean? I think there were a few more of those, and I don't know if that was, you know, just – my imagination that there were more of them uh, or he's maybe, maybe everyone's on point a little bit more right now. You know, I think uh, that could be it. I would say this. I think there's actually fewer spectacular Rogers plays this year in my mind. And I think the reason for that is because 
things are working so well within the structure of the offense. We don't see Rodgers running for his life and making an amazing throw back across the field that, you know, the tight end wasn't quite ready for and he should have been ready for and it went through his fingers. You know what I mean? I feel like it's all in – they got the run game going. It's e- it looks easy for him, doesn't it? It, it does, and, and you, you need to incorporate this in, into some of these numbers with some understanding that, you know, last year that's a new system. For a veteran guy like Rodgers to come on in and, and have that communication with a new coach and a new system and the playbook and, and a little more studying than he is used to, different terminology for all this stuff. And, and to me, I, I take some of the numbers, not all of them, and certainly – uh, there's there's a lot to be said about your numbers. That some of these guys are stepping up just based on maturity alone, too. They're going to get a little bit better. But I, mean, I, I look at it as the system also got a chance to be you know, more solidified between Lafleur and Hackett and Aaron Rodgers in the terminology. Yeah, I would, I would think that that's true. I mean, the, they've got some other things going. And, and there's, a, there's actually a whole section in this piece that um, people can find on The Athletic where I said – Fewer missed catches cannot account for all the increase. Other measurable factors, and I listed yep. a few. And I thought one of the interesting ones was um, for being, you know, a heavier run team than they maybe were um, sometimes in the past. They're throwing the ball a lot down by the end zone. So he actually has eight one-yard touchdown passes this year. That's the most in the league since at least 1991. And they're a very heavy pass team from the one. They have 20 plays from the one-yard line this year, and they passed on 13 of them. And that's number one out of 370 teams in the last 20 years who have at least 10 plays from the one. So wow. that's kind of interesting too, isn't it? That it's like you're, you're sort of in this, you got the run game going, you're balanced. You're not asking Rogers to just save the day on every play and keep diving all over the place with cross the field, amazing throws. But when you get down in there close, you know, it's like you kind of like Mike Holmgren used to say, throw him a cookie, you know, give him a little nice, easy, easy layup there, a little dunk, get him an extra eight touchdown passes, you know, this yep. season. And, uh, you know, pass rating goes up a little bit for MVP talk, you know, it kind of, kind of been a good year for him. One of the other things that you point out other, other than the, the reduction in drops was Aaron Rodgers taking advantage of, of empty stadiums on the road and, and the Packers putting up better numbers on the road than, than we've seen from an Aaron Rodgers led team in quite some time. We almost shouldn't should have expected that just with how crafty Aaron Rodgers is, even a, in a full stadium with the hard counts and everything else that he can do at the line to throw a defense off, right, Mike? Oh, completely. I mean, I think I think the tier 1 quarterbacks advantages are compounded uh, or or exaggerated on the road because of all of those things they do before the snap, like the play that I discuss, that I described um in the lead of this was a, a play, I believe, at Minnesota. Well, Rodgers is just casually walking up to the line, not a care in the world. He's looking both ways. Well, usually you're in the Minnesota. You got to hear that freaking horns going off. You know, it's stressful. <laughs> it's a bad environment. You can't. Your tackle can't hear you. You know, the receiver doesn't get the check. Uh, suddenly they, their get off on the line of scrimmage. The defensive end gets there, and suddenly Rodgers is running and throws it away. You know, instead of just standing back there and lobbing a nice 60-yarder right on the target with no one hitting him. Yeah, I, I, I will, will agree with you on this. You mentioned the, the uh, MVP, and, and it's something I've thought about for, for a while here. Um, that is healthy for an organization to have that. It, it, it is extremely healthy for 
you know, everybody on that offense, certainly everybody in the organization, to, to, to go that route. And I noticed this, you know, not just this year, but in years past with Aaron Rodgers, they have done a lot more throwing inside that five-yard line than most teams. But I do, I do uh, like that. So now moving forward against the Rams on uh, Saturday, then against the Buccaneers uh, the following weekend, and then a win over the Kansas City Chiefs uh, a couple of weeks after that to win another title for the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers. I mean, that's, those are my predictions, but nonetheless. Do you see say, some of these the schedule already? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> do. Do you see some of these numbers changing at all? I mean, do you see this as uh, just the norm, or as the defenses, you know, get a little more challenging? That these numbers may change a little bit. Yeah, I think there will definitely be bumps along the way, and you know, as much as a lot of people, including me, you know, uh, thought they needed to do a little bit more. Uh, to help the receiver core going into the season, you know, critical of trading up for Jordan Love. Um, without really, you can't really know, you know, what he's going to be uh, when you had this, you know, prime quarterback. And and they've, like I said in this piece, they've played well enough at receiver that no one's really saying that anymore. Everybody looks like a, a genius, and maybe they are. You know, they've done a nice job. Obviously, they're winning almost every game with Matt Lafleur, so they're doing something right. But I think this, like. One of the downsides, I don't know if it's a downside, but when, when you play in this type of a controlled play-action offense, I don't sense that they have as much experience playing in the frenetic, not really sandlot, but two-minute, going fast, loud stadium, chaotic, hey, just a wink over to Jordy, and he knows exactly what we're doing, and it's three thoughts ahead of what the DB on the other team's doing, I feel like they could get in a situation where, like against Tampa, the pass rush is there for whatever reason. Your protection plan's not good that week, or they're just beating your guys. And who do we have besides Devontae Adams, who now has Jalen Ramsey on him or, or has a double team, who do we have that can win quickly? And I think that is still a question to be answered um, for them as the – you know, get in the playoffs, people scheme you better. You know, they, they really dive into it. Everybody has their best plan. Everybody's a little better. Um, will we be saying, wow, amazing, Lazard and, and MBS, these guys really stepped up and they were there in that situation? Or does everything kind of have to be right for those guys who aren't Devontae Adams to really flourish? And, you know, it's a small sample size of games. We shouldn't overreact either way, but it's just kind of in my mind. That's Mike Sando from The Athletic. You can uh, find his work, including the latest article. Actually, it's a series of articles on the improvement of Aaron Rodgers and the Packers offense in the 2020 season. He's also at Sando NFL on Twitter. And a very fun conversation about football with Mike Sando all the time. Thank you very much, Mike. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. I enjoyed it. And he joins us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline which uh, I am looking for that right now. If applying for a home renovation loan has you feeling anxious, breathe and let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of banquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com. He is a great football conversation. Every mm -hmm. time I've talked with Mike Sando, I feel like I'm smarter about the sport than I was before I talked with Mike Sando. You should read his work at The Athletic. Speaking of people who make us smarter, Tim Allen's news and notes. Oh, right boy, we're doing this. that? Yeah, we're doing that. What do you mean? Oh, nice. <laughs> okay. Some people right hate after this. this. 
<laughs> right, Tim knows what's going on on the show. It's Rami and Tim, after all, on 1250 AM, The Fan. <laughs> Rami and Tim, 1250 AM, The Fan, a radio.com sports station. Just talked with Mike Sando from The Athletic. Very informative conversation on the improvement of Aaron Rodgers and or the Packers offense here in the 2020 season. That segment brought to you by Tally's. Tally's Tap and Eatery, their Thirsty Thursday specials include 65-cent wings, $2.50 tall boys, and $3 Doc McGillicuddy shots. Tally's Tap and Eatery, Sunset Drive in Waukesha. Tim, you requested to bring this back, and we are bringing it back. And and, and I'm trying to figure out. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out whether News and Notes is uh, well-liked amongst the uh, station members, my colleagues. But you know what? That doesn't matter. It, it who, matters about the information. And that's who what wouldn't matters. love News and Notes? Let's do it. It's News and Notes time with Tim Allen. Let's go, see, baby. See, I don't know. Evan Heffelfinger is with us here today again. Evan, do you buy that fact? See, now, he said I love it, whatever, but... Um, does he mean it? Or is that Are you saying my excitement and... is inauthentic? Maybe. I wouldn't do that to you, Tim Allen. Yeah, maybe. All right, we'll start out with the uh, COVID relief bill. I know Wait, what you're what? thinking. I know what, what you're thinking. No, I'm not going politics. Horse racing safety legislation has been built into this thing. It was stuffed into the larger package. It somehow found its way into the $900-plus billion COVID relief package. Uh, agreed upon by Congress. Horse Racing Integrity and Safety Act was tied into the 5,000 pages, which would allow the Horse Racing Integrity and Safety Authorities to come up with and implement horse and racetrack safety standards. Wow. Okay. What? That, it's true. True story. This is crazier than the mink farmers getting the vaccine. Why are we yeah. wasting... So many resources, <laughs> limited resources on things we don't need. We don't need mink coats and we don't need horse racing. Like, we'll get back to all that stuff eventually, but first things first, man. Okay, anything else you got in your news I, and notes? I Kevin? agree. Yeah, I have many, many more things. Uh, Major League Baseball. Many, just many announced... more. This isn't that long yes. of a segment. Major, It should be a half hour. Major League Baseball <laughs> just announced that they are, speaking of staying out of politics, they are cutting off. Their donations to political individuals. So who is? I'm sorry. Major Major League Baseball as a whole is saying mm-hmm. no more donations. We're done, at least for now. In normal years, uh, well, in their most recent donations, they have donated 54 percent to Republicans, and uh, now they're saying none to either side just let's let it all blow over okay i think that's sports huh well i think that's a good move just just kind of let them go do their things hey brewers 10 packs are on sale right now wait 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 no no hold on hold on before you start hawking brewers tickets hold on one second (laughs) what are you doing first of all hawking brewers tickets they didn't pay for that secondly does that so are you saying major league baseball like as an entity itself is not donating or they have banned the 30 owners of the major league baseball teams from donating to political candidates I think, and there's a big difference there, and it's, it's uh, well-received. Uh, Major League Baseball as a whole, as its own entity, will stop 
making donations. Okay, but the donors will still have the freedom to, to I donate would imagine. any candidate yeah. they so well please. All right. I would think. Oh. All right, now Brewers 10-packs are on sale right now. April 1st is opening day. After the last pitch, make the switch right here to the fan. Let's talk Brewers baseball. 16 years of doing post games. Here's, here's, this is a cool story. Fathers, uh, it's a father-daughter coaching matchup believed to be the first in Division I sports. Think about what that. What sport, Tim? What sport? Well, hold on. Dave McGarity, his name is, has coached over 1,000 games in his 40-year career in men's and women's basketball. None have been like the two games he recently coached when Army faced Holy Cross. Standing on the other sideline, coaching the Crusaders, will be his daughter, Maureen, uh, Maureen, who took over the program this year after spending the last decade at New Hampshire. It's believed to be the first coaching matchup of a father and daughter in Division One history. That's awesome. I like it. That's really awesome. I'm still... I'm still trying to wrap my head around. Did you just did you just crowbar in a, a Brewers ticket read into news and notes that we didn't sell here at the station? Well, that wasn't that wasn't bought by 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 the Brewers and going through the proper channels of our you know our advertising department and everything. Did you we, did you cut a deal on the side to throw a Brewers billboard into the middle of your news and notes? Little does Entercom Corporation and our bosses know that they just flipped me a season ticket package for plugging them once in a while. I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. Uh, let's see. Uh, no, Bryant no, and Stratton. No, no more. Stop. Why not? Well, I got more. I've got like We're sixteen more. No. Can, oh, right, let me let me pick the let me pick the good one. Let me let me pick a good one to end on. One here. more. One okay. more because this, I've had just about enough of this. It's okay. not what I thought okay. this segment would be, especially the unsolicited this, Brewers billboard. Go ahead. This <laughs> is adorable, Rami Makhlouf. Okay. All right. An unimaginable love story. High school sweethearts reunite and marry each other after nearly 70 years apart. High school sweethearts were separated nearly 70 years ago, where the love story began 68 years ago when Fred Paul and Florence Harvey, Fred and Florence, they found each other. Uh, as they met as teenagers, spending every moment together taking walks after church, stealing kisses between classes, and attending concerts. Every night when they were together as teenagers, he would flicker his porch light, and across the bay, he's telling her he loves her and good night. Fred told CNN that it was his first love. But then, as always goes, they go their separate ways. Both had families, lived their lives, had kids, grandkids, and both lost their spouses. But wait, social media connected the two again during the pandemic, and the love affair began again. They got married. You see, you know what that tells me, Tim? You know what that story right there tells me? (laughs) That those two people just settled for people they didn't want to be with, had kids they probably didn't want to have with those people, went on living their lives and just going through the motions, not really being happy, until finally in their 70s, they decided to reach out to the person who they actually loved, who they actually wanted to be with this whole time, and, and now they'll get to spend, what, maybe a few years together? They should have just done this a long time ago and not wasted their time with these other people. I don't know who these other people were, but they were probably, you know, just going through the motions of life 
and having kids with these people because that's what they were supposed to do. And really, they should have been chasing dreams and happiness. I, I can't imagine, you know, looking back at my high school girlfriend, I can't imagine the wear and tear on a body after 68 years. Um, Come on, man. Stop. That, that includes what myself. What about the wear and tear on your body? Yeah, like no, you're, I'm Like including... you're still in yeah. high school form. Get out yeah, of here. The old gray mare ain't what she used to be. Ain't what she used to be. Two-minute Timmy checking in. All right. How Rami, do you think you're you going to look in 10 years when you're in your mid-70s? It's Rami and Tim. We're on 1250 AM. <laughs> the fan. <laughs> We're back right after this. There's a certain Packer that Tim doesn't think is getting the love he deserves. We'll, do, we'll tell you who that is right after this. Now, a green and gold update. Brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin Veteran Services Department. Learn how to use your military benefits at cuw.edu slash veterans. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers updated the injury report. Kingsley Kiki still going through the concussion protocol, and that could mean more playing time for Snacks Harrison on the defensive line against the Rams Saturday. Newly acquired backup offensive tackle Jared Valdir tested positive for COVID-19 and was sent home for quarantine. How did Valdir look at practice on Tuesday? Matt LaFleur spoke before the COVID test came back. Yeah, no, I thought he did a nice job yesterday, and but it was primarily walkthrough, so it's, it was really tough to evaluate that in, in one walkthrough setting. So we'll just play it day by day and, and see where he's at. Rams quarterback John Wolford has a neck stinger. Jared Goff with that surgically repaired thumb. So which quarterback do the Packers think they'll face? Linebackers coach Mike Smith. Yeah, I mean, right now you just don't know which one's going to be up. So you got to prepare for both of them. You know, I think they both bring something a little bit different to the table. And I think they're both good quarterbacks. And Zadarius Smith was asked, what does it mean when people say he brings swagger to the defense? <laughs> swagger, I feel like Brian confident. Uh, when you got swagger, man. And it, it's just give you a whole different vibe of going out there, executing it, and doing it at a high level. Best Packers coverage on 1250 AM, The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 